This is episode number 213 with Juliet Allen. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? I just wanted to quickly remind you that if you haven't already, make sure you hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Mine is Himalaya. For those of you that have not heard of Himalaya, it's an epic brand new podcast app, which has so many awesome and unique features no other podcast app has, like episode and channel playlists. It's free, so easy to find new shows, and is really user-friendly. So head on over to the app or Google Play Store to download it today. Don't forget to follow me once you're done so that you can listen to my episodes one day earlier than they're usually released. Pretty cool, huh? Juliette Allen is a sexologist, coach, Tantra teacher and host of the Authentic Sex podcast. With a reputation for her bold and straight-to-the-point manner, Juliet facilitates one-on-one coaching sessions, workshops and transformative online courses. Her purpose is to empower men and women to embrace their sexuality and transform their sex and relationships. She comes from a background in psychology and sexology, She's a qualified yoga teacher and trained as a kundalini tantra practitioner. She's a committed mother, passionate entrepreneur, and lover of all things sex and sensuality. She is known for authentically sharing her own personal experiences as a sexually empowered woman, and she's committed to freeing people from mundane and disempowering sexual relationships and opens up the conversation of how to have great sex every day. And in today's episode, we chat about her story from being a sexually curious kid to where she is today and how she became a sexologist. What is a sexologist? Is sex really important for your relationship to thrive? Why the way you do sex is the way you do everything in life? How to become an exceptional lover. This is for both men and women. The keys to epic communication and how to supercharge your relationship. We also talk about what is the love bubble and how you can have one with your partner. How to keep the intimacy alive in long-term relationships. So many people ask me about this and we answer this question in this interview. We also chat about the importance of creating a sacred space for lovemaking the one tip that will upgrade your sex life and your sleep quality, why you need to get your hormones tested if you want to have epic sex, the four ways to pleasure your partner, these lessons apply to both men and women, the most important book that she would add to the school curriculum, her epic morning routine, the average amount of times per week that couples in healthy relationships make love, her number one tip to cultivate more health, wealth, and love in your life, plus so much more. 
And for everything that Juliet and I mentioned in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes. And that is over at melissarambrosini.com forward slash 213. But before we dive into today's epic and juicy conversation, I want to read the review of the week. And this week, the five-star review is titled Life Changing, and it's from Laura Joe. And she says, this is the best podcast I've ever listened to. Absolutely love it. Life changing and feel good. Ah, oh, thank you so much, Laura. I'm so grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for leaving that review. And don't forget that if you want to be the review of the week for next week, all you have to do is head on over to iTunes and leave me that five-star review right now. And without further ado, let's kick off this juicy conversation with the amazing Juliet Allen. Juliet, I am so excited to have you on the show. But before we dive in, can you please tell us what you had for breakfast this morning? I knew you'd ask me this. Well, I... I actually haven't had breakfast yet because it's 8.30 here and I'm a bit of a late starter when it comes to breakfast. But I did have a nice hot cup of cacao with medicinal mushrooms in it, lots of tonic herbs. Oh, yum. Sounds delicious. It was. Now, can you tell us about your story and how you got to where you are today doing the work that you now do? Like this isn't a conventional, quote unquote, conventional path or a conventional career. So how did you end up here? Tell us your story from where it all began. All right. So at a young age, I was very sexually explorative with my own body and self-pleasure felt like a really natural thing to do. I never felt much shame or guilt around it. I just would like enjoy it in my bedroom and think that it was normal and natural. And so I feel like my journey began quite young. And then once I hit teenage years, I was really curious about sex. However, I wasn't wanting to engage really in sex but I wanted to read books about it and then I'd spend hours in secondhand bookshops just like in the sex section reading about like tantra and the ancient Taoist sex techniques and so I was really curious from a young age and then I studied psychology and I became a yoga teacher and then I gave birth to my daughter And I felt like there was something missing from my career as a yoga teacher, but I didn't know exactly what it was. And I was just, I was chatting with a friend one day and she asked me, you know, if you could do anything, what would it be? And I was like, well, I would be making money and educating people about sex. And but I don't know how to do that. And then we found out that I could study sexology. And so I was enrolled within like two days into a master's of sexology. And I've never turned back. It was a a big turning point in my life. I feel really on purpose with what I'm doing. Beautiful. And so for people listening, what is a sexologist? Mm, Good question. A sexologist can be a lot of different things. So there's different sexologists in the world who specialize in different areas. But what I do is I educate and empower people to be living a life full of great sex, to feel sexually free 
And I, so I run workshops. I work one-on-one with people on Skype. So as a coach, sex and relationship coach. Yeah, that, that's basically what I do as a sexologist. It is so fascinating, this whole world. I just think it's amazing because I've heard so many people, both you know, people that I've worked with as clients and mentored, but then also family and friends that have said to me things along the lines of, oh, sex isn't important. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, it, it doesn't matter that we don't have sex all the time. It's not a part of our relationship. You know, we're best friends. We haven't made love in weeks or months or even years. So <laughs> what would you say if someone came to you and said that? Like, wh- what would you say? I wouldn't say probably wouldn't say what I'm really thinking <laughs> if it was a stranger. Which is what? what? What are you really, like, what are you really thinking? Well, so I feel sex is a really important part of our life. and Absolutely. Me too. Yeah. I love that, that you're on board with that. You know, I think sexual energy, we're born with sexual energy in our body. It's really normal and natural to feel that energy in our body. And so to say that it's not important, I feel like for some people, some people do have a lesser sex drive than others and it is less important and less of a priority in some relationships. And that is okay because some people, I think a small percentage of people genuinely are happy to forgo sex and marry our best friend and bring up the kids without that. But I feel like if those people knew what's possible when with sex connection and intimacy then if they got a taste of that then they'd be like oh that actually is what I want for my relationship Mm, totally I talk a lot about this in open wide Mm. because that sexual energy that you're talking about it's basically creative life force energy Mm -hmm. I'm sure and if we kind of suppress that we're suppressing this innate part within us aren't we yeah for sure it's it's like our part of our essence as a human being is our sexual energy and it is our life force energy and so when we push it down without knowing it we're pushing down yeah a really important part of ourselves and that can cause health issues uh, mental health issues all sorts of things that we don't even realize Mm, absolutely now I don't know if people listening, they might be similar to me, but I probably would have said before I met my husband, I probably would have been one of those people that said sex isn't important to me and it's not a major priority in my life. And I probably would have said I wasn't an overly sexual person, but I believe that that was because I wasn't with my one. You know, I wasn't with the person that I was meant to be with. So do you see that in your clients? Yeah, I do feel like we don't know what we don't know. So like I said before, if we haven't experienced great sex and connection and sex as a deep pathway into connection, then we don't know that that's possible. And so I do see that when Some people come to me and they're single and they want to manifest their ideal lover and we work on that and then a few months down the track they meet this amazing man or woman and they're like, oh, now I get it. Now this is really important for me, more important than ever. 
Mm. And I love that you say how you do sex is how you do everything in life. So what do you mean by that? Mm. Well, an example would be how enthusiastic are you about connecting with with your partner in the morning or in the evening or through the day is a reflection of how enthusiastic are you around connecting with yourself and with life and with with life force and with other humans, our family, our friends. So I feel like how you do sex is how you do life. When we're really enthusiastic and we're like willing to commit to having a really deep amazing sexual relationship with ourselves and our lover or our husband or whoever we're with then it's a reflection of how enthusiastic we are about all areas of our life and about having a great life basically and creating what we want mm absolutely now for men and women both listening how can we become exceptional lovers and have this life-changing sex? How, how do we get there? Mm. Well, firstly, it's not, I feel like there's no magic pill. And this is what I say to clients, that there's not a magic wand that I can wave or you can wave over them and be like, now nah, you're an exceptional lover. I feel like it's a lifelong journey and it's a commitment to self to really explore the parts of ourselves firstly that get in the way of us feeling really comfortable in our sexuality and in our body and in ourselves. So the first step of becoming an exceptional lover would be to work through the stuff from childhood, any trauma that we have, any limiting beliefs, do that with a coach or a therapist or whoever you resonate with and get some support around that. and clear all this baggage. So when we're young, when we're a baby, you know, we start with this fresh energy channel in our body and then we start pushing down our emotions and we're taught to do that. So it's like, Johnny, get up. You fell over. Stop crying. Get up. Keep going. You know, then you get to 13 and your boyfriend breaks up with you. You're heartbroken, but it's like, it's okay. There's plenty more fish in the sea. Keep going. We push down our emotions and we start it's like boulders in the energy channel of our sexual energy. So what happens is it can mute or numb our sexual energy in our body. So we, we enter into adulthood and we, we wonder why we're not feeling sexually alive or sexually confident and it's because we've got all these boulders in the way. So I recommend that people clear the emotions that we've stored and pushed down over the years and then it frees us up to feel more sexual energy in our body, which then allows us to connect easier with others and connect with ourselves through self-pleasure and through exploring our own body. And that leads me into the second thing, which would be really being okay with touching ourselves and knowing what turns us on and knowing how to tap into our orgasmic energy by ourselves, because when we do that, then we're more of an exceptional lover with others. Number three is having a curious and open mind and being open to new experiences. And yeah, that would be number, that would be number three, just being open and being open with communication too. So we're not taught as children we're not taught as adults really how to communicate effectively in life in general. But when it comes to sex, we can 
find it quite difficult. So it's good to learn some communication skills and be okay with asking for what we want and discussing, you know, our sex life with our partners. That's a big part of being an exceptional lover. And a lot of these things that you've just said, you know, clearing out our stuff and being curious and open and cultivating some communication skills, these aren't just things that we do to become an exceptional lover. These are really great things to just be the best version of ourselves. And this is ultimately what it's about. Like if we can unlock our full potential and step into our highest self and be the best version of ourselves, we are automatically going to become a better lover, a better friend, a better work colleague, a better mum. So it really does come back to taking radical responsibility for ourselves, doesn't it? Yes, I completely agree, Melissa. It does. And it's a flow on effect. And it's like, it's a bit like the, is it, was it the chicken or the egg or, you know, that mm-hmm. whole thing? It's like, what comes first? Is it really working on our stuff? And does that flow on into having a great sex life? Or does the sex life, you know, enjoying great sex flow on into the rest of our life? But I like to look at sex and relationships and life really holistically. So that's how I do work with clients. So I love that you've brought that up because if we are happy in our work life, in our relationships, in our relationships with our family and our parents, if we're exercising, eating well, all that all flows on into enjoying sex more. Yeah. Mm. And enjoying, yeah, everything more. Mm. Yeah, completely. And I love that you mentioned communication because I am huge on this and I talk a lot about it in Open Wide. I created this little concept called CCC, which stands for Crystal Clear Communication. And what I've realized is that whenever there's a breakdown in a relationship, whenever there is a misunderstanding or someone gets angry or disappointed, someone, maybe both, but usually one person in the dynamic has not practiced CCC. They've not practiced crystal clear communication. They may have, you know, been very vague in their request or what a lot of us do, especially women, and I'm only speaking from my perspective, is we think our partners and our friends can read our mind, but they can't. Mm -hmm. And so we really do need to cultivate CCC and practice crystal clear communication with ourselves, with our partners, with our children, with our family, with our friends. I find that whenever there is friction, it's because either I or the other person hasn't practiced that. And it can feel sometimes quite vulnerable because you can feel like you're opening your heart and it can feel maybe even like a little bit scary at times. But what's the alternative? The, the alternative is shutting off your heart and being vague in your delivery and then not getting what you desire or need in that moment. And then you end up having a fight. So it's like, what <laughs> way do you want to go? Oh, it's so, I love CCC. I'm going to, I'm going to adopt that one, crystal clear communication. I'll adopt it personally too, because it is, it's so important. And I do want to present so that it it is a hard one to master. Even I find personally, sometimes I want to, I want to be crystal clear in my communication, especially with my partner. 
And sometimes I just can't find the words because I have a lot of emotion bubbling up or I just don't exactly know what I'm feeling. So it's not always easy either. I have to interrupt this conversation to tell you about one of today's sponsors, Wix. Now, I believe we all have something special to share with the world. And a beautiful way to do that is via a website. And Wix makes creating your own website and you sharing your message with the world super easy. You get total creative freedom. You have infinite design possibilities, which means that you get to create your own unique yet professional masterpiece. Wix takes care of all the heavy lifting like reliable hosting to keep your website safe and secure, custom domains and mailboxes, email marketing and more. It's super user-friendly, but so slick that people will think you hired professionals. Plus, they have just launched Wix Turbo, which means your website loads faster than ever before. And I want you to share your message with the world. So Wix and I are giving the MA Tribe 10% off when you upgrade to Wix Premium with the code MA Tribe. How cool is that? Now, let's get back to this conversation. I'll share my little tips with you because if I'm feeling something and if something's bubbling away and I can't quite articulate it yet, I don't go to him. I don't go to him until I've seen my therapist or maybe I need to just chat to a friend about it or maybe I just need to sit with myself and journal and get clear. And then what I do is I say to my husband, I'd like to have a love bubble with you tonight. And what that means is, and we got this from one of my other therapists that I used to see, a love bubble is basically a very safe and sacred space. And what happens in the love bubble is you wrap yourselves in this literally like bubble. And this is where you practice CCC. And if I say, I would like to have a love bubble with you, he's like, yeah, sure. No worries. Let's, let's get into bed early and we'll do it. And we'll just kind of sit in bed and do it. And in that safe space, that's where I can express and he doesn't say a single thing until I have said I'm finished or I'm done expressing. Mm -hmm. And then he will talk and then he'll say, thank you for expressing. And then he'll give his feedback. And I cannot tell you, we've been doing this for a few years. It is life changing. It is life changing. It has taken our marriage to the next level. Before that, we would just be like, you don't do this. And, and you know, that whole yeah. pointing the finger and blaming, but inviting someone to have a love bubble with you. And there's not always, you know, when you're, especially we work from home, you know, both of us work from home. If he's walking downstairs to get a drink of water and I am standing in the kitchen, I'm like, well, you didn't do this this morning. And he's in work mode. Like that's really that's a little bit rude of me to kind of break him out of his workflow to chat about something, you know, that he didn't do or did do that morning. So I think there's a time and a place Mm. as well. I think, you know, and, and so by saying, can we have a love bubble tonight? You're setting this intention to create a sacred and safe space for you two to express and practice CCC. And honestly, it has been life changing for us. Mm, I love that idea. I really love that. And it's so awesome to hear that you guys are practicing that. And such, such like great, great. This is going to help so many people listening if they can do that. And I like what you say around, 
basically you need to pick and choose when you're going to bring stuff to your partner. And I think the best thing to do is what you guys are doing, which is request, hey, this is what I need. I want to go into the love bubble. And so your partner can prep him or herself to be able to listen really effectively. Otherwise, if you, you know, he's walking out the door and you're like, I need to talk to you. This has happened and this has happened. And then he blows up because he's like, far out. I need to get to work and I'm just not in the right state of mind to be able to hold space for you. That's when it can, you know, lead into arguments and et cetera. So it is about asking our partner, are you open to listening right now? Yeah. Yeah. It's so powerful. It is really transformed and taken our marriage to the next level. It really hasn't. And like I said before, understanding, like understanding how he works. Like I know that dropping a bomb on the, on him in the middle of the day is not going to be, he's a musician. It's not going to be super helpful and supportive to his creativity. Like sending him a message or when he comes down for lunch, you know, saying something, it's just not going to be, you know, supportive for his creativity. So yeah, opening it up to inviting him, sorry, to have a little love bubble with you is just so powerful. But another thing that I get asked a lot, both from friends and, you know, people in my team and and people I've worked with is, okay, I'm in a long-term relationship. How do I keep the intimacy alive? Like, how do we keep that fresh and exciting and, you know, really sexy and steamy still? Like, I've got friends that have been together for, you know, 13, 20 years you know, longer. So what are your tips on how we can really keep that intimacy alive in a long-term relationship? Mm, It's such a big question and I get asked this a lot. And so I'll give some tips, but keeping in mind those who are listening that we are all so unique. So what works for one person may not work for the other, especially in relationship. So yeah, keep that in mind that some of these tips may not be for you. But I would say, firstly, there needs to be, both people in relationship need to want to prioritize sex and intimacy. I find that with a lot of clients and couples that I see that often one person is just not that into it and they're not wanting to prioritize it and the other does. And that's where conflict arises because one person sees it as so important and the other is like, I don't really care. Like this isn't important to me. So getting together and having a conversation to agree, this is something that we want to prioritize in this relationship from the beginning. So having that conversation. And then I recommend always prioritizing quality time with each other. So what can happen is we get really busy at the start. We're in the quote unquote honeymoon phase and we're like we just can't get enough of each other and then life rolls on we get busy we're all all very busy these days I find that we're busier than ever and sex gets pushed onto the sidelines and we don't prioritize just simply quality time so as a couple agreeing that even if we have children which a lot of people listening would that you need to make time without the kids too, where it's just you guys. You don't have to actually have sex, but where you can just chat and have fun and laugh and 
have intimacy together, whether that's just cuddling or kiss or, or whether it leads into making love, but prioritize quality time. And then on the opposite end of that, prioritize solitude. So a, a lot of people in my arena of work do recommend that you need to have all these weekends away and lots of time together. But I also think what's equally as important is fostering your own relationship with yourself and feeling fully whole within yourself as an individual and nurturing yourself and loving yourself. So also make time for that. So they're the basics. Yes, I agree so much. Solo time for not just a healthy, happy sex life, but for you being the best version of you and the quality time together, we are huge on that. Mm. You know, whether it's going for a walk without your phone or going on a dinner date or going on a picnic, just literally there needs to be once a week something that you two do that is just you two. And it doesn't have to be long. It could literally be one hour. And we all have one hour a week to prioritize our beloved. And yeah, it could literally just be a walk around the block for one hour without your phones, without the kids, without the dog, Mm -hmm. just you two. Or even, you know, going and sitting on the beach or at the park and just Mm -hmm. sitting opposite each other and talking again without your phone. It's so important. And yeah, you, you know, both people need to be in and that comes back to practicing that crystal clear communication and having that dialogue with the other person and, and going, Hey, you know, let's, let's really work on this because like I talk about in open wide, you know, relationships need to be nurtured and loved and watered. The grass is not greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it. And if you want your relationship to thrive, then you've got to water it. You've got to give it love and energy and the right amount of sunlight and the right amount of soil and the good quality soil. And that's, you know, what I've seen, you know, with my, not just with my husband, but just with my friendships as well. You know, the friendships where both sides are equally, you know, watering the relationship. That's where the friendships thrive. But, you know, I have found as well in other relationships, if it's just one person watering the relationship, it doesn't work. You know, it doesn't work. Like, and I see this a lot in different friendships, you know, either I'll be the one that's watering it and the other person's just not that interested and that's okay. Or, you know, there'll be someone on the other side watering it and maybe it's doesn't feel right for me in that moment or whatever it is. Mm. It's just becoming aware that if you want a thriving partnership with your beloved and friendships, they've got to be watered. Yeah. And that takes time and it takes commitment and, and you can't just not, yeah, it's, it's a great analogy. You, you can't buy a beautiful new pot plant, chuck it in the corner of the house. And if you don't water it and don't give it love and don't give it sunshine, it's not going to blossom and grow and be really green and beautiful. It's the same with a relationship. You know, you can't at the start be like, oh, yay, a nice shiny new partner. Wow, this is all fun and games. And now I'm just going to not prioritize it and expect that you're going to have this rich, deep, full sexual relationship. You will not. It will die. And the your, yeah. The relationship won't last, or you'll be in a relationship with no sex and probably deeply unhappy. 
Mm, yes. Mm. So another thing that you talk about and, and a huge thing I'm a big believer in and I talk about it in Open Wide is the importance of creating like a sacred space for lovemaking. So in mine and my husband's bedroom, we have a bed and two bedside tables and a plant. That's it. There's no technology. And our bedroom is reserved for sleep and lovemaking. Mm -hmm. That is it. And it's a beautiful place. Like we love getting into bed and, you know, nothing else happens in there. There's no work. There's no eating in bed. There's, there's nothing but sleep and lovemaking. So why is it so important that we create a sacred space for us to make love? Mm, yeah, I love that you've shared that about your bedroom. My bedroom's the same. It's like a bed, one bedside table, and then a little altar that I've created, which has like little items that are really meaningful and that that I connect in with and my partner connects in with. And that's it. That's all we have. So we're the exact same. And it's so important that we create this beautiful space because it allows us to drop into connection and intimacy without all the clutter and a lot of my clients come to me and I work on this with clients and I ask them around um, about their bedroom and they're like oh yeah there's like these old pictures on the wall and I don't really like the boxes in the corner because we moved five months ago but we haven't unpacked (laughs) and you know then there's like all the kids toys in there on the floor because they come in and play and all this stuff. And I get, you know, kids' toys do end up in funny corners in the house when you have kids. But it's really important to declutter and create a beautiful space because I feel like our sex life is needs to be priority again and it's really important to have this clean energy in the space so that we can drop in quicker with each other. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's been huge for us, huge. And not only for our sex life, but just for our sleep. Like the quality of our sleep has just deepened so much because when you walk in there, you send a signal to your brain that it's sleep time or lovemaking time, you know, not a time to get in there and and whip out your phone and, and do those sorts of things. It's time for rest, relaxation and pleasure. Yeah. And it's a good point you make about the phone because this is becoming more and more of an issue in relationships. We're so attached to our phone and to social media and work and everything. It's like a little mini computer in our hand. And so many couples are going to bed with their phones and just lying there and scrolling together. It's like bedtime is let's lay together and scroll and then put our phone right next to our head on the bedside table and go to sleep and then wonder why we're not sleeping well and why we're not having sex. And so the rule that I have is no phones in the bedroom and most of my clients adopt that rule and come back to me and they're like, oh, my God, that was the best change that we made for our relationship. Oh, totally. And their sleep. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Yeah, Mm. so we, we turn our phones on airplane mode, black it around, I don't know, like just when we have dinner, we kind of put them on aeroplane mode and then we put them in a cupboard to charge and that's where they charge and that's out in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. We've got like a little just like electronics cupboard. And so they stay in there. The cupboard's closed. I don't then see my phone for the rest of the night. 
Yeah. Both of them are on or an airplane, they're charging out there. Then we go into our bedroom when we're ready and we don't have them as a, an alarm. You know, that that excuse of, oh, I need it as an alarm. Get a little digital $2 one from the <laughs> corner store. Like, you know, you yeah. can get these sun lamps. We can link to it in the show notes, but mm. in our Bondi house, we've got a sun lamp because here in Noosa, we don't have any blinds. So we just wake up when the, mm. the sun wakes up. But in Bondi, we can't do that. So we've got this sun lamp that basically mimics the colors of the sun and it kind of gets brighter and brighter like the sun does. Oh. And it's really beautiful and it mimics the same colors. It kind of goes like orange and red and pinky and it's really beautiful. And then uh, that happens from, say, you want to get up at six, that happens from like, slowly from about 20 to six. So it really, it starts to slowly wake up your cells Mm. through the light. And then at six o'clock, you can program it to have like birds chirping or waterfalls or something like that. Wow. It's pretty epic. It's just like a Philips (laughs) sun lamp and I'll link to it in the show notes for anyone listening, but it's amazing. So guys, get your phones out of your bedroom. Mm. This will not only upgrade your sex life, but also your sleep. Mm-hmm. And let us know how it goes. Yeah, it's been life changing for us. Yeah, that's a great hot tip. I love that. And you know how you say like it, it's going to make your sleep better. Well, having a great sleep will impact your sex life because every choice we make for our health impacts our libido. And so, if you're getting great sleep, it's allowing your body to rest and recuperate. And those great sex hormones will be able to be alive and rampant in your body so that you wake up feeling like juiced up and sexy and alive and want more sex. So all of the choices that we make for our health really impact our sex and our libido big time. So true. And I think it's also important to mention that if you are one of those people that says, I don't have a big sex la- sex drive or sex isn't important to me, then you could maybe be, you know, dealing with some hormonal imbalances. Like this mm-hmm. is something that's really important. Like, cause I know a few years ago, my husband was going through a very challenging time and mm-hmm. he was experiencing depression. He lost a lot of weight and he also lost his testosterone. So his hormones were all over the place. So he didn't necessarily feel like being the divine masculine and ravishing me. He didn't feel like that. And there's been times where I've been going through stuff and I've been dealing with, you know, grief or some health stuff. And then I realized, you know, once I got some blood work done that my hormones were all out of balance. And then I was like, oh, that explains why I don't feel like making love. So if you are one of those people, it could be an option to, I mean, I love Dr. Stephen Cabral, who's my Ayurvedic naturopathic physician, and he's been on this show three times now, but he, you know, get some bloods done with him, get your hormones tested and see, like you might have off the chart testosterone and no progesterone and, you know, Mm -hmm. things could just be haywire at the moment. So getting that data could be really supportive and balancing out your hormones is life-changing, not only for your sex, but for your sleep, for happiness, for dopamine, everything. So Mm -hmm. I just wanted to put that in there because a lot of people have that excuse of, I'm just not 
an intimidal sexual person, but really like they are deep down, but their hormones are just out of whack. Oh, I completely agree. And it's so handy when you get your hormones tested to then work with someone, um, whether it's a physician or a naturopath or whoever, um, to balance the hormones out again. Last year, I was like, my estrogen was really high. And so I worked with an, a naturopath and an acupuncturist to balance the, bring the estrogen down. And it made such an impact to, to my life in general and to my libido. And it's so important to, to be on top of these things. It really is. Absolutely. Mm. Now, this is for the men listening. You know, when I was doing some research on you, you talk about three ways to pleasure your woman every day. What are those three ways? And I'll give everyone a little little bit of time to just pause, go grab their husbands and then bring them back to this podcast and then press play again. But yeah, I was really curious, like what are these three ways to pleasure your woman every day? Men, listen up. So the first thing would be presence. Presence is so important. And that's presence with a C-E, not T-S. Presence. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Presence allows our feminine to feel safe. It allows our feminine to surrender, unfold, open. That is the essence of the, the healthy feminine energy. And so as a man, if you can cultivate really deep presence with your woman, then your woman will be able to open and allow her her pussy to open and her heart to open. And that just leads to more amazing connection and sex. So presence is the number one tip. The next one would be letting go of the need to reach orgasm. So a lot of the time we, we've been conditioned to feel like Sex needs to have an ending or an end goal, which is orgasm. So for men, that's ejaculation. And for women, often it's a clitoral orgasm or no orgasm at all. So the second tip is just letting go of that goal and instead focusing on all the little things that you can do to explore your woman's body and to connect with her in a deeper way. Because when you take out the goal of orgasm, then you're both going to be able to feel into the subtle energies and the orgasmic energy in your body that you may miss if you're just racing for the finish line. So that's yes. number two. Do you relate to that one, Melissa? Yes, yes. Just, yeah, letting go is so important because you can't, you can't, you can't really be in the moment if you're holding on. Your, your your cells are closed, you know, we've got to open up, we've got to let go and surrender. Mm, and that's the essence, that's the essence of, of the feminine energy is to fully surrender and surrender into the mystery. So if for us to surrender into the mystery during sex, we can't have some goal or finish line. It just needs to be that, a mystery. And then that's for women who are listening who want to experience different types of orgasms. That is when the different types of orgasms and the subtle energies of, of orgasm will be felt more if you're not racing for the finish line. 
So number three, the third tip is staying with your woman for as long as she needs after sex. So a lot of the time, because of the busyness of life, we enjoy sex and then it's like, all right, I need to go, I need to go to work, I need to get up and take the condom off or I'm going to have a shower or we need to clean up. Or So there's a lot of women in those moments when their partner and he doesn't, he doesn't understand that this is causing such a negative impact on his partner but he gets up and kind of keeps going, Our part, the woman can feel abandoned in those moments and a lot of women have an abandonment wound as their core wound. So when we open, we open our legs, we open our heart, we open our pussies to our man and then our man gets up and keeps going with his day, it can trigger that abandonment wound. So men, if you're listening, it's really important to, I would say, have a communicate and have a conversation with your partner around what does she need after sex? So asking, what do you need to feel safe to open and what do you need from me to feel safe after sex too? So personally, my thing is when I first met my partner, Nick, also a Nick, <laughs> I said to him within a few days of, of us, well, we'd met and then we began making love a few weeks in, I said, you know, in order for me to really open when we make love, I need to know that when we finish, you're not just going to get up and leave me in a sense of getting up to go to work or whatever. I don't want to make love with you if it's going to be like this rushed finish and then you're out the door. And if that is going to be the case, then I need you to communicate that before we start making love. Which So now what, what we do is if he's like, babe, I've got a client in half an hour, so just letting you know I'm going to be needing to go to work in half an hour. Do you still want to make love? Then I know. So, mm. you know, then I know that that's the case rather than not being able to enjoy the cuddles and the connection afterwards. So that's really important. Yeah, it's it's not going to then trigger the core wound of wound of abandonment. And, you know, the consensual quickie is fine. You know, if you Ooh. like both agree okay. that, all right, we're going to have a little quickie and we know it's a quickie, they're still so fun. They're, you know, they're just as important as the long, you know, the long lovemaking sessions where you've got the time. Mm. But when you don't, that little quickie is so fine. But, yeah, I think that is so important, practicing crystal clear communication again with our beloved and sharing with them, hey, you know, this makes me feel like this when you just get up and go brush your teeth or get up and go to the bathroom or get up and go and have a shower. And so if you could just, you know, let me know, that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. And it just comes back to that love bubble and the crystal clear communication. Yeah. And I love that you've brought in the quickie because quickies can be so much fun. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we, that what we do is like, we'll be like, are you up for quick sex? And we're like, yeah, sure. And we know <laughs> that it's like really quick sex and then we're getting on with our day. And, and so yeah, again, crystal clear communication. That's where it's at, definitely. I wanted to add in a fourth tip. Is that okay? Yeah, go for it. So the fourth tip would be really nurturing your woman's heart because a woman's heart space is the positive pole in her body. So our positive pole as a woman is in our heart, our negative is in our pussy. And for a man, his positive pole is his penis 
and negative is is his heart. So for a woman to fully open her her pussy and open her legs and like really feel ready to take a man inside of her, we need to feel ultimately we need to feel that our heart is open. So men, it's really beautiful if you can connect in with your woman's heart before you connect with her pussy. And that may be simply just placing your hand on her heart and feeling the energy there and feeling her heartbeat or kissing her heart space between her breasts. This is, this is like such a hot tip and it's one that I love and I have clients who practice this and they're like, you wouldn't believe what happened when I just spent some time in that space in her body. And so this is really important. Mm, beautiful tip. And even just, you know, what we've done before is we place a hand on the other person's heart and we just either breathe deeply mm. or we look into each other's eyes and we just take a moment. And honestly, it could be two or three breaths. And that really just drops us in, connects us on such a deep level. And when you move from that place, and whether it's just, you know, kissing or making love, the depth is so rich and expansive and transformative that you will just be like, wow. Mm, Just you saying that makes my whole body melt. I'm like, oh, yes, it just feels so good to connect in with our hearts. And the same goes for women. In our, in our men, our men have a beautiful, tender feminine within them. And so mm. the feminine within our man also wants to feel connected at, at her heart, at the, feminine, the feminine's heart. So this is, like you said, it's beautiful to place a hand on each other's heart and just really connect in with each other. And I mean, I'm always placing my hand on my partner's heart when we're making love and we connect in that way and I feel him soften in those moments and it's beautiful. Yeah, so beautiful. Mm. I have to interrupt this conversation to tell you about one of today's podcast sponsors, Away Suitcases. And right now, Away are giving you, my epic tribe, $20 off your first suitcase. All you have to do is head to awaytravel.com forward slash MA tribe and use the promo code MA tribe at the checkout. And you guys know how much Nick and I love traveling and living between two cities means that we are on and off airplanes a lot. This is why we love away suitcases. These suitcases are so lightweight, they're durable, and they are designed to last a lifetime, which is really handy. And they also have so many cool features to keep you organized, including your laundry bag for dirty clothes and an optional phone charger and an inbuilt lock. What's even better is they have a 100-day trial where you can test any products on the road, plus they have limited lifetime warranty, which is pretty cool. And that means that Away will fix or replace your suitcase as soon as possible if anything ever breaks. How cool is that? So don't forget to get your $20 off your first suitcase, head to awaytravel.com forward slash MA tribe and use the promo code MA tribe at the checkout. Now let's get back to this conversation. Now, if you could put one book in the school curriculum of every high school around the world, now I'm not sure if you're going to write books or if that's something on your bucket list, but 
let's pretend they're already in the curriculum, but if there was one book that you could choose, what would it be? Oh, I would say, I'm just thinking I have the biggest bookcase of the most fantastic books. But one of my favourites would be The Art of Sexual Magic by Margot Anand. Oh, I've not. I've not read it. I'm excited. Oh, my gosh. Melissa, she's such a great author. She'd actually be a great guest too. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, we'll link to it in the show notes so we can get her on here as well. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Now, I would love to hear about your morning routine. I want to hear about how you set yourself up for your day, for your, you know, for a successful day. Like, how does your day unfold and share with us as much detail as you possibly can? Sure. I love this question. Well, my morning routine does change slightly every morning. I have my beautiful daughter who lives with me, well, a little bit more than 60% of the time each fortnight. So when, when she's here, it's a little different because she's my priority. I want to spend time with her. I want to help her get ready for school. So obviously it, it changes. But when I wake up, I love to make love. That's something that is a real priority for me. So it doesn't happen every morning, but I would say maybe like four or five times out of seven that we would make love when we wake, when we wake up. So that's definitely part of my morning routine. I drink lots of water. I make sure I drink lots of water. Before I do, I tongue scrape my and oil pull and clean my teeth because I like to have a really clean mouth before I take anything back through my mouth into my body. So I'm giving the real practicals of my morning routine. And oh, this is great. Yeah, I drink. So I start like drinking a lot of water in the morning because I like to drink water before I have breakfast or before I yeah drink anything else. I go for a walk or exercise. So I'm really into cycle classes at the moment. So I'm either walking the dog, which I did this morning before this, or I go to a cycle class at the local gym and just sweat it out for 45 minutes. So exercise is really important every morning, probably like five mornings a week. And then weekends, I just allow myself to fully chill and relax. So four to five mornings I'm exercising. And then a big part of my morning routine is drinking a nice cup of cacao. So I don't drink coffee. I gave coffee up last November. And to replace it, I make a nice cup of cacao, which is like full of really great goodness of mushrooms, reishi mushrooms and all sorts of things, maca and collagen. And and I really enjoy taking the time to drink that. If Nick hasn't gone to work, then we sit down and drink it together. Sometimes my daughter and I will have one together. And that allows me to just stop and enjoy enjoy the chocolate basically and Mm. yeah I like stopping and taking time to eat and drink I don't like rushing so if I have a rushed morning I find my day is off like it really sets me up for a good or bad day so I like waking up early and I always wake up with the sun so I'm, I'm up by like six every morning naturally 
Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. I love that. I love hearing what people do in the mornings. And I wanted to ask you, I know there's no solid answer here, but you know, I'm sure you get this a lot. What is the average amount of lovemaking a couple could do a week? Not could do. What have you seen to be really effective in cultivating a beautiful partnership? Like what's that number? Well, I get asked this a lot and I really feel like there is no right or wrong answer to this because for some people like myself, I have a quite a high sex drive and I always have. So for me, I really enjoy a lot of sex and my number would be a lot higher than say another woman or man who only want to have sex once a month and that seems like an okay amount for them. But I would say, let's say an average, if I'm going to put a number on it, if you're in a relationship, that, a long-term relationship, like twice, twice, three times a week would be a nice number to connect. Yeah. I think that's being conservative. Like I think that's, yeah, that, that's my answer. But, you know, what works for some people doesn't work for others. And our sex life, I mean, it changes like you'd know through a marriage, through the ups and downs of life and through pregnancy for women and childbirth and breastfeeding and being up. For me, it was like the first three years of my daughter's life, she didn't sleep. So that had an impact on my sex life. So we as individuals and as a couple, I think what we sign up for when we enter into a relationship is being okay with the mystery that life is and the ups and downs of life and that they will impact our sex life and that that's okay. Mm, totally. And then, you know, you've also got to factor in, you know, when people, they may be unwell or not able to and things like that. So yeah, there's no rules here. And, and I was, I, yeah, there's no rules and I don't want anyone to feel like, oh my God, I'm a failure if I'm not doing it two to three times. I do not want anyone to feel like that, but I just wanted you to kind of give this idea of, you know, the advice that you would give your clients. Mm, yeah, no, no one's a failure and it's okay also to not want sex. It really is okay because what works for some doesn't work for others. And at times in our life, sex really is something that we don't want to do. And that's okay. So don't beat yourself up if you're listening and you're not having sex right now because it will change. Your sexual energy will, will come back if you're not feeling it. And it's just a time in your life where perhaps your body is not feeling like that and it's okay. You could also come back to my favorite mantra, one of my favorite mantras, which is <laughs> this too shall pass. Oh, you know what? I love that mantra and I used it a lot when my daughter was really young. That's what got me through the sleepless nights. Mm. So yeah, it's a really great one. Sure is. Now I've got three rapid fire questions for you. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. All right. So what is one thing that we can all do today for our health? Drink lots of water. Yep. Love it. What's one thing we can do today for our wealth? Oh, 
work on our money mindset and our limiting beliefs around money, mm-hmm. break through them. Oh, yeah, this is huge. Mm-hmm. And what is one thing that we can do for more love in our life? Love ourselves. Amen. That's the biggest, the biggest one. Mm. Oh, yeah. Now, this has been so awesome. I've loved chatting with you today. But is there anything else that you want to share? Any last parting words of wisdom or anything that I didn't ask you about that you wanted me to to maybe bring up? Hmm. One, just one thing that's coming to mind, Melissa, and I, I feel like we may have covered this already, but just that the importance of health and that we really, if we want to be enjoying a really great sex life, that we as individuals need to take really big responsibility for all areas of our health and our life because it's not just do these few different positions and sex tips and you'll have a great sex life. We need to be happy physically in our body. We need to be happy emotionally and we need to be happy with the work that we're doing. And that's what I feel has such a big impact on our libido. So try and think of your sex life a little more holistically. That That's, yeah, that's really important, something that I really focus on with clients. Oh, it's so important. It's, you know, it's the key. If you don't have your health, then you're not going to show up to your lover, to your work, to your children as the best version of you. And, and you know, I was asking, I'm always really curious, you know, I've got some of my girlfriends who are in their early 30s to mid 30s, and they've been with their partners for 15 years, 20 years, like it's amazing, right? And I asked one of them the other day, I said, what is the key to your relationship? Like the, the, how do you do it? How do you keep it, your sex life? So, you know, so what's the word I'm looking for? So steamy. And how do you, how do you stay on top of it? And, and she said, it's health. Mm-hmm. She said, Melissa, it's health. Like we're both healthy and happy. And when we're both healthy and happy, we want to be the best version of ourselves and we want to be the best lover. But if we don't have health, then we don't have that drive. We don't have that confidence to show up for ourselves, let alone our partner. So I absolutely agree with you on that one. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like a deep commitment to grow together too and support each other in growth. And I love that you say that you go to therapy because I feel like it's so important to make that investment of time and money into ourselves as individuals, even if we feel like we have nothing wrong with us. Getting a tune-up with a therapist and just chatting about life and the challenges, that really helps us within relationships because we feel clearer within ourselves around what's going to make us happy and then it has an impact on our sex life. Oh, totally. So it's all interlinked. Mm. You know, just last week I had my session with my therapist and the morning of I was like, I don't feel like going. Like I feel really good. Like I don't feel oh, like no, going. <laughs> like I feel awesome in my skin and in my mind and my body and my soul right now. I just feel awesome. And Nick was like, go. And I was like, not not in it. And he wasn't saying that like in a rude way. He was like, yeah. this is, he goes, honey, it's the the little things that you do that add up to big results or big consequences. It's like 
sometimes, you know, you show up to your meditation mat every single day and you show up to your yoga mat every day. Like some days you just don't really feel like you're like, has that done anything? But it does, you know, it's this repetition. It's, and you're also sending a signal to the universe. You're saying, I value myself. I honor myself. I'm investing in myself. Yeah. And I went and I had this hour long session with her and it was freaking amazing. Like we dove really deep and it was yeah. awesome. This I had no idea. I was like, what am I possibly going to talk to her about? Like, I feel really good. And the stuff that comes up, you're just like, wow. And then I left and I was like, I'm so glad I went. And, you know, when I got home, Nick said, how was it? And I said, God, I love, I love my sessions with her. You know, don't ever let me not go again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it's this this I'm familiar with that one of having my regular therapy session and being like I don't think I need it. I think I'm really good, but I always go and I always get gold out of therapy, always. But I think the point, the bigger point that you're making, which is awesome is like in partnership, it's really great to hold each other accountable for these things and just encourage each other to continue working on on growth and on this, on the stuff that's holding us back from just feeling a lot of joy and in our life. So it's awesome that Nick's supporting you in that. And, um, yeah, I I love that. I love that you've shared that. I also was listening to, I cannot remember who said this to me when I first began on my personal development, spiritual journey, which was in 2010, someone said to me, when it gets easy or when you feel like it's smooth sailing, you keep going, you keep showing up, you keep attending the seminars, you keep reading the books, you keep showing up to your meditation cushion. And I've always remembered that. I've always had that in the back of my mind. It's like, oh, you know, things feel really good. But it's like, yep, you keep going to the gym. You don't just stop going to the gym, you know, you got to keep showing up. Yeah. Well, it's like, that's a great, great one. Because if you went to the gym, say for a year nonstop, and then you have this beautiful you feel great in your body and you feel really toned and strong, you can't stop and think that your body's going to stay the same. It's the same with relationship. You can't just go, oh, we're at a good spot. Now we can just let go of all that and it's going to stay like this because guaranteed it won't. So great tip. Just keep going. Absolutely. Now, this has been so awesome. I've loved chatting with you today. I've got so much out of it. I feel really inspired to just keep going on my path. But Mm -hmm. something that I'm really passionate about is being of service. So I want to know what I personally and the listeners can do to serve you today. Mm, Great question. Well, my mission is to educate and inspire as many people as possible especially young people about how we can be feeling sexually free alive and empowered so to support me in my mission I would say the best thing that you can do is to share listen to my podcast which is called authentic sex and it's it's just all about sex and relationships and share it with your family and your friends because what that's going to do is is educate and inspire others. And I feel like this is a big missing piece in the world, this sexuality piece. So if we can share education with others, then that's serving me. It's serving my mission. And that's what brings joy to my life to know that, you know, thousands of people are being impacted by my work. 
And we can link to your website, your podcast, everything in the show notes so people can just go over there and get all of your goodness. But Juliet, I just want to say thank you so much for being here and for sharing all of your wisdom today and for the work that you do in the world and for being a voice for this sometimes taboo topic that people, it's just part of life, you know, it's it, it's mind-boggling that we're so prudish around this thing that almost everybody does. So I'm just glad that there's people out there like you that are creating a safe and sacred space to express and to share. So thank you so much. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure and honor. And thank you for doing the work that you're doing in the world, Melissa, because you're reaching a really big audience and bringing like this really quality education and information to the world. So yeah, thank you. Pleasure, my darling. (laughs) How awesome was that? I got so much inspiration and little tips and tricks that I will be taking into my own life. And if you did too, please subscribe and leave me a five-star review in iTunes or on your podcast app, because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And if you haven't left a review yet, please, please, please leave a review because it just means that we can continue to get even more epic humans on this show. So go and do that right now. And I'm sending you so much love and gratitude on the way. And don't forget to come and join the MA Tribe private Facebook group where you can share insights from this episode. Plus, tell me who else you want me to get on the show. It's also a very sacred space where we can come together to discuss all things Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide, along with anything else that you feel called to contribute to the open and honest conversation. You also get some extra love and support personally from me that I won't be offering anywhere else. And one thing that I get asked a lot is where can I find my tribe or where can I find like-minded soul sisters? This is the place. I love this community so much. Everyone is so loving and kind and caring. So if you want to join, it's totally free. All you have to do is head to melissarambrosini.com forward slash tribe to join now. And for everything that Juliet and I mention in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes. So just head to melissarambrosini.com forward slash 213 and you can get all the info there. And you can also listen to all my other episodes there too. And don't forget, if you want to be the review of the week for next week, just head on over to iTunes and leave that five-star review right now. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best, the healthiest, the happiest version of yourself, and for showing up today for you. You seriously rock. I love doing this show for you. I get so excited about it. So thank you so much for being here. And if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please be an angel and share it with them right now. Maybe it is your lover or a friend or a partner, whoever. Send it to them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, 
Don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.